I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse, and you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Some people stay too long in their day job, and some people actually just go and rip off the Band-Aid and too soon. All of these things need to be in place before you really take off the Band-Aid of that full-time job. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, a podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 149. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in? We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about knowing when it's time to ditch that day job and take your passion full time. I'm excited for this conversation, Jesse. But before we go any further, what are you drinking today? I am drinking some of the Lawson's beer line, uh, Sip of Sunshine. It's an IPA. It's really, really good. It's it's very summery for this December day. Yeah. So maybe I'm just uh, manifesting a summer day. (laughs) Believe me, I wish I could. I'm sitting here. If you can't tell, I've got a bit of a a frog in my throat, maybe a cold. So I'm uh, sticking to my chai tea latte. Actually, from the. coffee shop downtown that recently changed hands your creations oh it changed huh yep it's now rise and shine coffee house that happened back in september so i missed i missed the memo um yeah i i don't know i don't know how i did too but um one day it was one thing and the next day it was the next Hmm. i mean at least we still have a coffee shop in town true that is very you know we all need it (laughs) believe me yes uh especially for those of us that have taken our side hustle full time and that's what we're going to talk with uh jane goodrich about jane goodrich is a newborn and family photographer professional mentor and the visionary founder of pixello Since 2017, Jane has been mentoring photographers and has taught classes and seminars for organizations such as PPA, Anna Brandt's Baby University, the Baby Summit, and the Milky Way's Business Retreat. Jane's latest business venture, Pixello, is dedicated to empowering fellow photographers to attain their utmost levels of success. Today, she's going to share some insight and knowing when it's time to ditch the day job and take your passion full time. Jane, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, I really am excited to be here. Yes, we're excited excited to to have have you. So um, this is Cocktails and Content Creation. So we usually like to start the show with what are you drinking today? Or if it were closer to 5 p.m., what would you be drinking? Yeah, if it was closer to 5 p.m. I'm actually recovering from a cold, so I'm drinking (laughs) a hot tea uh, with honey for my throat so I don't sound like Kathleen Turner on your podcast but um yeah um my favorite I only have cocktails I like beer I'm I'm a beer drinker so I like I'm still light I'm still light all right very nice that um that is a Netherlands beer is that correct I think so I think it's from Holland all I know is I can monitor it and I'm I mean I'm hyperactive as it is I don't need any more (laughs) <laughs> things to make me hyperactive. <laughs> I love it. Good I love Sense it. To me, all right. Well, now that we know you're a beer kind of girl, uh, tell us a brief introduction about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Well, I um, as you can tell, I'm English, but I live in America. I'm actually an American with an English accent. My mom's English and my dad's American. Um, 
spent every summer over here and I just came right off out of undergraduate school knowing I wanted to be here. Um, and my story is a little interesting. I'm an identical twin and I have two older sisters and one was a photographer and one had their own small business. So I was determined to do something of my own. So I went into advertising and got my MBA and I was doing that for a decade. And then I realized I really want to do photography and have a small business. So I don't care if my sisters are doing it as well. So in 2010, I, you know, moved from Chicago to New York to be near my sister. Uh, she just had a baby and I was like, I'll be, I'm going to become a photographer. And 14 years later, um, still photographing babies and families and some headshots. But through mentoring photographers, I really am passionate about mentoring photographers. I um, see that it is actually getting harder and harder to run your business as a photographer through many different things. I was blaming my eight-year-old daughter. <laughs> it's like, this is hard. It's working, mom. Like, it should be getting easier. I've been done this for 14 years. But during COVID, I realized there's a lot of things. I was not photographing anybody for three months, yet I was still working. And uh, I just was had the light bulb moment of, you know what? I, I just need my software to be easy. I don't need to wait to get back to my desktop. I want it all in one. And I want it to actually work for us, like as photographers. And, you know, help us price, you know, be like my little assistant saying, hey, your October's not busy. You know, do you need us? Do you need any help? Send out an email blast. And so Pixello was born and I um and we're live and in market now. So from advertising to running a photography business and to software developer. Yeah. Every 10 years, I decide to change my <laughs> You know, what's hmm. funny about that is I listened to a, another podcast. I think it, I want to say it was Jasmine Starr. And she says every five years, she has this like life <laughs> crossroads that she's at and she has <laughs> to pivot. And, you know, and I, sometimes I feel like that where it's like you get to a certain point and like, maybe it's just you're craving some change or you're feeling like you're in just like the, you know, the same thing over and over again. So, so uh, when did Pixello actually start? So it started last year, but last we're year. now, yeah. So right now, last couple, well, probably a couple months ago, by the time this says uh, we launched um, email automation. So right now Pixello is, you know, your CRM, your calendar management, your scheduler, your online hosting of digitals, download for your clients, client galleries, oh, wow. um, sell products. And um, we just launched automated emails, which start from your website all the way through to post gallery, which was a big beast. It's like creating MailChimp again, but harder. But we did it and um, it's going really well. It's simplifying the whole thing um, and you can use it on your phone. But yeah, it, we have, um, we got, we're growing um, day f every day. And so it's great. Our photographers are amazing. And um, I think that they sort of really appreciate the work that we've put into it. And, you know, we're also photographers and we're obviously software developers, but I get that it's, I get the importance of um, customer support for um photographers it's your business you know yeah. like we can't be you can't be waiting for three days to get for someone to get back to you and you also want to be treated like a human so I think a lot of people love our customer support and the fact that we're we're in it for them you know yeah. we, we want them to succeed we want 
the best part I will say over the last six months is seeing somebody go from unprofitable pricing to profitable purely because of the way our software is built. We right. don't allow any, we'd allow digital upsells without any code or anything like that. And they're just being like, oh, wow, yeah. It, going from no one's going to pay that in my, in my area to actually, they just did. They just bought five images and then um, the whole gallery. And now they are paying $750 for, you know, a headshot instead of, you know, $250 for whatever they were charging. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's really good. That's, it keeps me going. Very nice. Well, that's so exciting. Um, creating such like something that is, you know, very much, I guess you could say right brained, but also leveraging the left side of the brain. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I, I, I use a CRM, um, but I was quickly looking at your website and it does talk about business coaching. And you mentioned that mentoring is kind of one of your like very important faucets of your business. Um, so and you do this in the hopes that you can help somebody like grow their business, right? right? And to the point where maybe they can start taking it full time. So, you know, we're 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 talking about that today. We're going to kind of dive into that conversation about how do we how do we know when it's time to ditch our day job? So, as someone, a photographer, another creative, is you know really trying to to make that pivot. What are some of the signs that they should be looking for? Um, you know, to go full time as, as they're doing what they do? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and it's a very good topic because I think some people stay too long in their day job and some people actually just go and rip off the bandaid and too soon. Right. So Mm. I actually like people to not quit their day job right away until you have the business fundamentals down, which is, do you have an accountant or do you have control over your finances? Do you have accounting software? You know, do you have your, um, do you, are you aware of any legal ramifications within your state? For example, have you registered as an LLC, an S Corp, anything like that? Take that, check that mark off. And then also, does your town require a business permit or a license? Do you have contracts in place for your clients? You know, if you're, um, writing someone's blogs and you know like any content creator or, or creative entrepreneur well any entrepreneur really <laughs> needs contracts in place um, and then like how I would say the systems like finding your systems in place like is it a CRM is it you know um, are you just you're okay with Google but like take a step back and think okay if I was to do this full-time right now I'm doing a full-time job and 10 hours a week on my business. But if I was to do 40 hours a week, would just sending people images via Facebook Messenger work? No. Um, so I would say it's like kind of building the foundation of your business and, and a website too. Like, do you have a website? Do you have um, your Google profile put up? Like all of these things need to be in place before you really take off the Band-Aid of that full-time job. And the thing about it is, is what you can do is while you are working full time, you have additional money, right? Because realistically, you are getting paid from your day job, but you're also getting paid from your photography business, let's say. Well, maybe you're not a website designer. Most people aren't that aren't website designers. And so get somebody to design your website, work with them, 
get somebody to, if you're a local business, get someone that knows local SEO, really try and outsource and have your team like of people that you would go to of like, my website's down, what do I do? Um, because you're going to be the full-time business owner. And right now, part-time business owner is hard, but the pressure is much harder when you are solely counting on this for your income. And so I would say sort of like build those foundations. Um, and then knowing when, do you have enough of a client base to actually have, you know, okay, if I didn't get any more clients, you know, would I be okay? Like, say you need to make, you know, hypothetically $1,000 a week. If you just stopped your day job tomorrow, do you have that? Or do you have that, those wheels in motion of like, oh yeah, I'm already great on Google ads. I can get my clients on Google ads. I just need to know, I will pay X, Y, Z. Um, if you are turning down clients right now because you don't have enough time in the day, that's another sign. But, um, and if you are building, do you have savings of like, how long will your savings last? Um, and I think that actually was key for me. I had a, you know, I think it was my dad was like, make sure you have three to six months in business savings. And, and actually during COVID, I just dipped into my uh, business savings to renovate my studio. And then I had to refund $10,000 because of, you know, no one can do newborn shoots. So my, my business savings were like, oh, um, and then you didn't have shoots for three months. So I veer on the side of about six months just because not that I want another COVID to happen. But also what happens if you get sick? Let's be mm. realistic. We do not have any family and medical leave in as an entrepreneur. Oh, any mater what happens if you have a baby? What happens if you have um, an injury? As a photographer, Jesse, maybe you have this, maybe you don't, but my arthritis in my hands, very early on arthritis, carpal tunnel, I've had ulnar nerve, I've had absolute mm -hmm. mommy thumb and or back injury. Really know that you are going to be okay if something happened. So definitely build up that savings account. Um, and then um, I just, there's a lot of steps. So, you know, also account for what you're giving up. Um, that can be really interesting of people say, well, I'm going to work for myself because I want to, I want the flat flexibility of working whenever I want. And you're, you're actually probably working 24 seven. You don't get to turn it off. I'm not saying I would change that for the world. I have been doing this for 15 years. Absolutely love it. But it isn't like I'm going to work whenever I want. As a family, mm -hmm. as a wedding photographer, mm -hmm. you're going to work when the client's wedding is. It's not when you want. You're going to, as a newborn photographer, I'm going <laughs> to photograph when that baby is born, you know, 10 days after. So take it with a grain of salt, you know, family photographers on the weekend, you know, people are off work, the kids are out of school. Like you have to go into it with eyes wide open. That's one of the things, the best thing that I would do. Um, and so I probably have a list of things, but. It mainly is, you know, really making sure the foundation is having your pricing model set correctly. I'm obsessed with pricing. Um, I could talk about for it for probably three days about it. But mm -hmm. really, you know, if you don't, if you're not good with numbers and you can't just wing it and do not copy somebody else's prices of what they charge, because 
how do you know if they know what they're doing? And B, you don't know their financial situation and you don't know how good they are. They could be just doing repeat clients and, you know, they can be really quick. So um, you really want to go and have a conversation with an accountant. The first thing, the best thing that I did when I went full time is hire an accountant. Because not only he helped me get set up legally, he knew like the sales tax, he knew all that fun stuff that we really hate as creative entrepreneurs. And um, just help sit you there, be like, okay, well, this is what your finances are going to be, and this is what you're going to price. I'd already done my pricing, so I was fine, but they can definitely help you. And I will say, I did get audited one year. Um, It was the Mm -hmm. one year I did my own bookkeeping. Stupid. And um, he said, like, I mean, it, it took a year. So highly, and they ended up owing me money. It was stupid, but it was very stressful. So, yeah, but they will be. If I was doing that by myself, I think I would have cried like for the whole year. Um, so highly recommend if this is the first thing because they can also save you so much money. I don't know what new laws are out, out there that are going to like click some box. Um, yeah. He's definitely saved me much more money than, than, uh, than it co- costs. So highly recommend that. Well, I think you've brought up a lot of really good points. And one thing that I just want to tie back to really quick is I I like the way you positioned it about, you know, having when you have your full-time job and you're building your business, you have that money, you're almost like double dipping. It's double work, but you're double dipping. And one thing that this allows you to do is invest in those systems that are eventually going to make your business run mm-hmm. way more smooth. But the other thing it does is it starts to give you a sense of what your business expenses are going to be mm-hmm. yeah. when you do go full-time. And that's mm-hmm. what you're on the hook for at a minimum is to be able to make enough money to cover those expenses. Yep. So yeah, those those expenses, like I said, are making your business easy and run smooth, make it legal, avoid tax implications, but it costs money. And so mm-hmm. it's almost like you're doing a dry run while you're working full time to understand at a minimum, let's say my business expenses right now are running around $1,200 a month. So that's, I need to make at least that so that I'm not defaulting or that I can run my business. So, um, so I think that's really great that you brought that up. And I just wanted to like, let people sort of simmer on that thought that these expenses are going to make your life easy, but you're also getting gaining valuable insight on what it's actually going to take to run a successful business. Yeah. Um, And on on that note, the, you made me think of just because you're doing it part-time doesn't mean your prices have to be part-time because the real prices actually should be higher because you have costs that are not being spread out over. I'll use a photographer as an example. You know, I have, you know, 10 shoots a month because I'm working full time, whereas a part time person has two. Well, I can spread out the CRM costs or, you know, or my overhead much easier than you. And also, you have less time. So time is money and start as you mean to go on. I would run your numbers as if you were full time on this business. The easiest thing to do is like, okay, what do I need to replace my day job's income? Or alternatively, what we're seeing, um, especially, I think more and more during since the pandemic, is that um, people, if they have a child, they're looking at the replace. You know, like okay, how much does childcare cost, and how much am I earning? 
wow, I'm actually going to be paying to go to work with this childcare cost. So let's do, you know, uh, income where I, you know, replace what my old job was. You don't have mm-hmm. to go and be like, I'm going to make $150,000 gross, but you have to put be realistic of what you need. Right. Um, and not just, I'm not going to make, oh, I don't have any costs or I don't need to charge. Right. So, I no. really wish I'd talked to you before I decided to go freelance, entrepreneur, all that kind of stuff. Because you do, you bring up a lot of really great points, you know, going into this. I was like, oh, there's no real cost to doing business. So people just pay me, not realizing, you know, the website has costs, the, you know, or, or the domain, the, this, you know, I don't have necessarily a CRM because I don't really need it just yet, but like that costs something. There's always a cost. Email oh, provide everything has oh, a yeah. cost. Email provider, Flowdesk. There you go. And I'm locked into that $19 a month right there. Right. So you know. but it's also like your time is money, right? So you have to figure yes. out, like, for example, a photographer for every one hour of shoot. Actually, I'd done this research back early on, but like it was nine hours of back end work. Now it's 12 to 13 hours of back end work. So there's a lot of hidden work that's to do with editing, coloring, obviously time related to that shoot but also there's marketing billing dealing with inquiries you know there's account there's so much time that you need to pay yourself for and we just think it's just picking up a camera and um taking pictures and, and a couple of clicks on lightroom and it's that. it's not that it's running actual business mm. um, if you want your business to actually grow and scale then yes i 100 agree with that um So now that we've really uncovered and peeled back sort of some of these considerations and all those things we need to consider. Yeah. Yeah. um, You know, how do we start to think about marketing as we're, you know, looking at going full time and creating content or, you know, do we need to make any changes part time versus full time? You know, I feel like I see so many you know, usually they're in Facebook groups. And to your point (laughs) about like pricing yourself as a full-time photographer versus a part-time, I feel like your marketing strategy has to be in the mindset of this is your full, like this is a real business. And some of the times it's just like willy-nilly post here and willy-nilly post there. So I don't know if you have any insights to share about your content marketing strategy, full-time versus part-time or during the transition. Yeah. I think it's a similar thing to the business side. It's like get your, you know, basics in order, right? Get your um, website, get your Google business page, get your um, blog going, because you know that SEO fun stuff. But like, this is what you need to be doing part time, right? But you'll start seeing, you know, getting into a cycle. I'm the worst writer ever. So I've always hired a blog writer, but like, you'll start, okay, I'm going to work with Jennifer, hypothetically, some Jennifer. And she's going to write me four blog posts a month. That is going to be what I'm going to continue to do, right? Unless I make X amount, then I can have more blog posts. I'm going to have someone that manages my Pinterest. You're going to get your people that are experts in the area. Just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean you're a Pinterest expert or a blog writer. I'm a photographer. So it is actually a business. And so the the you know the four hundred dollars I don't know how much Pinterest costs but like somebody to manage your 
Pinterest. So like I would still have this already set up. And then what I would do is sort of have your marketing calendar, your emails sort of like drafted and you might not be able to do them, but like, I'm going to do a, a monthly email, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So now you have the time to write the monthly email. It would definitely have to start building an email list. And so you can write to, um, you know, those emails. But the one thing that I think the shift that I would do actually in marketing when I go full time is actually in-person networking. And the thought makes me, you know, the word networking makes me want to cringe. And <laughs> I absolutely hate that word. But what it is, I think once you have the time to actually, I call it making business friends. So you've written all these great blog posts on, and if you're a local business, right? So I've written all these great blog posts. I'm a newborn photographer on the top doulas in the area, let's just say. Okay. Well, now you know, and I've been able to sort of contact them via email, but now, you know what, I'm going to meet them with them for coffee. And maybe I will, you know, I'll be able to have time to like, you know, do create some content for their website and vice versa. And, you know, like just really start building those relationships of, you know, anyone that you see, like if you're, um, um, you're doing this for like trying to be market for you know local businesses like what local businesses can you um go into and introduce yourself and so it can be like so it's a little bit like you need to have the steps in place and not saying that if you lost your job you can't do this for you know like without the foundation like or you're like you just had a baby and you can build it just have to have the expectations it's going to take a while to build the foundation Mm -hmm. you know you're planting the seeds the flower comes you know in the spring so that's I think that's actually what I did is I had a baby and I decided to go into entrepreneurship and I was like whoops okay here we go it was like having two babies at the same time yeah but it is um it's I think because you're craving the, you know, the freedom and you, you know, the push and the pull of like, mm-hmm. I want to be with them, but I want to be, you know, I want, still want to work. I still want to bring in money. Um, and I still want some fulfillment there, but I think the expectations are slightly off. Like I could just do this and, you know, and then be like, so now you have two full-time jobs if not harder, you know, but you do have the flexibility ish asterisk ish <laughs> as i worked at 8 p.m every night oh man so we we've all been there and done that i'll tell you yeah, yeah. it's pretty good sometimes so to me yeah true true yeah yeah so you know i'm i you know as you were talking about all these things and i could imagine that some of our listeners or you know and they're you know and i know you're 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 taking a lot of your points through the lens no pun intended for uh-huh, photographers which is great which That's is great really because good. i'm a photographer so i'm like oh yeah this show can be all about me no, i'm just kidding um <laughs> but i i know how expensive a lot of these investments are like a pinterest strategist could be well over a thousand dollars a month. A blog writer could be over a thousand dollars a month. So I could see like some people, you know, if they're listening in, like start to panic. Okay, even with my full time job and shooting part time, like is is the expectation that we're almost like taking our full time income and and like investing that into you the business? To, yeah. You're like, because I just imagine if you're only shooting part time, like you are not going to be able to cover all these expenses. Right. Right. But it's, you know, and then it's a case of like, and and I think, 
you know, you don't have to have a Pinterest person and a blog writer and this. It's just like, you, you know, there's so much marketing tools right now that can be so overwhelming. My my thoughts is like, okay, if you love Instagram and you love making quick reels and you, you know, fine, go ahead, all in it, do it yourself. If you're a really bad writer or your business relies on ranking high in Google, you better invest in it. And again, right. it's an investment in your business. And like, as you get going, um, for example, for a family photographer like me, a newborn photographer, there's a time, you know, it's an awareness building age uh, stage. There's, I don't need new clients. I don't need somebody to write my Pinterest blogs or do anything like that. I have enough clients that my business goes. They come back every year. You know, mm-hmm. they have more babies. It gets to the point around, you know, full-time year three where you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So it's it's the case of like, it really is, you use the right term is an investment, which is mm-hmm. why people, when they open a business, they write a business plan and they go to the bank and they get a loan. This is what it would be. You're just self-funding that investment. Right. No, that's a and really, in the end, that means you, you you might be even able to end up in a better position because you aren't taking out that loan necessarily. You're just able to uh-huh. kind of self, as you said, self fund your 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 business. Yeah, but we 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 tend to go into it thinking it's more a job than a business. Uh, you know, like it, mm. oh, it just is a job. Like, but realistically, it is a business. And if you treat it from the start as a business, you're in much better place. Versus like, it's just something, you know, I'm doing. You know, can you expand on that a little bit about the mindset that you might need to really take something seriously like that? I feel like a lot of people, as you you said, they just think of it as a job or they might not take it. They might think, oh, this is just this little side thing that I do, but I love it. And, you know, they don't necessarily put themselves in the right mindset. The thing about it is, is like you, you know, you can have as many side hustles as you want. I think um, the one, the one I, the, okay, so the one thing that I would do to sort of put my eyes into it is like, look at how much money I'm making. Like use Clockify for a week and see how much you're spending your time on your side gig. That's just really fun. Um, and then you'll see your hourly costs. And, if you're serious about doing it and you hate your day job, then, you know, treat it like a business. But if it's something fun and you just want to do it part time, that's fine. But just also know that you really have to make money or you can't write off any of these expenses because of the IRS. So, um, but you know, I think it's, it's for me, it's if you're serious about doing it full time, you have to think of it as a business. And I will say, Thinking of it as a business um, will actually help you because the one thing that I have noticed is, and especially females, we don't like talking about pricing and we tend to undervalue ourselves. So if you say, you know, I'm like, oh, Jane Goodrich charges, you know, I charge $1,500 for a shoot. No, actually, my business, Jane Goodrich Photography, charges $1,500 a shoot. And that's because that business has a ton of costs. And if there's money left over, I get paid, right? So it's just also, and that I get paid for the hours that I've worked on my business. And so you have, like, it's really in order to be able to do this long term. I mean, 85% of 
photographers do not make it past year two. Like that's heartbreaking. And they've given up really good jobs in order to do this. Mm-hmm. And so for me, from an industry perspective, is like we have failed people by not talking about it as a business because you shouldn't be giving up a good job and not spending time with your family for like th- at all for three years and making zero money. That's not acceptable to me. As, a, as an industry, we failed. So that's purpose. That's why I get quite passionate about it. Well, I think so many people think that, you know, going back to the pricing thing and chart, I mean, you know, I'm sh- so many photographer stories are the same, myself included. I, you know, when I actually, somebody wanted to pay me for my work, I was like, oh, <laughs> you want to pay me? Sure. And I think I charged $75 for one of my first shoots, right? Like, it's ridiculous. And so, but there's photographers that continue with that sort of mindset that any money is better than no money, but they don't understand that a your, your time, you're still time away. Like you got to leave your family to go to that shoe. You got to leave your littles. You got to leave your, mm-hmm. your partner or whatever. And now your partner has to watch the kids and it's not full family time well, you have to and pay for a baby you have to pay for the childcare. Right. And so, and then what ends up happening sometimes, and I forgot, I did see a post about, I think a photographer and I think it was another photographer who does also mentoring. They said, I had this moment where I looked and, you know, realized that my, my partner's full-time hardworking job was subsidizing oh, yeah. my hobby. Yeah. And she, that was like a moment for her being like, okay, like I need to make real money. Like I can't, I can't just let this be a hobby and not actually provide an income for my family. And I think when you have that, that moment, like you said, do the clockify. You might be spending 40 hours a week doing work, but making like a dollar an hour or whatever it turns out to be like, yeah. So I yeah. think you often see you do see photographers around tax time being like, I made nothing. And it's heartbreaking. It's like, I wish there was like almost like a mandated, you have to go through this course and figure out your pricing because it you could just see. I mean, I've done like four years of data on pricing. I can just tell, and I don't care how much you make, right? I don't care if you need to make ten thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, just price profitably. And so it's, um, but I get the, I just need to make cash to make my bills, like completely different story than fully doing it, you know, for three years at that rate, you know, like there is a difference in, um, you know, last minute car broke down, you know, I, I'm not saying that you can't use your talent for some emergencies, but again, if you've built your business and you've got savings in your business, you will then have money for your car breaking down. Well, I will so, say that once I started treating my business as an actual, you know, and I and I've been in business for a while. That's the thing. Like, so yeah. what's it? You'll he'll, you'll probably hear you hear that a lot, right? Like, I've been in business for a while, but it wasn't until probably five years into business or maybe four that I really started treating it like a business and thinking, oh, I do need a marketing strategy. Like, I had a website. I was doing what I thought was marketing wasn't marketing. It was throwing up an Instagram post and calling it a day. Like, and I don't even think I (laughs) had Instagram at first. Like, you know, I didn't know anything about email marketing. It was until I actually took advantage of real systems, getting a CRM, getting the QuickBooks, getting all the things in place, running my numbers and like 
for some reason, and I'm not a wooey person, but like, I was like, I'm going to make this like now I know what I need to make and here I'm going to how this is how I'm going to get this. But I bust my butt. And to your point about networking, especially in, I believe, especially when you're a brand photographer, getting out and meeting other business Mm -hmm. owners at sort of these networking, and it could just be meeting somebody for coffee, is like imperative to business growth. It's imperative. Imperative. So I think, I think you're making a lot of really good points. And um, I think, and, and, you know, this can go beyond fiat photographers. So any creative that's thinking about this, having your systems in place and knowing how much it takes. Any entrepreneur, whatever yeah, you do. Exactly. Any entrepreneur. I mean, I have a graphic designer um, that we use and I had like four projects and I sent her an email and I was like, okay, you know, they were huge. And she was like, yeah, I've been slow for months. And I was like, why didn't you send me an email? These have been on my to-do list forever. Like, why don't you send me an email saying, hey, you know, I'm, I have time blocked in October, like send an email, use your email list. And so it's like anybody that it, for the systems that you can do, but I mean, I also think that, you know, you can get very overwhelmed and so you can like take it step by step. Like I'm going to, this month I'm going to do X and this month yeah, I'm Mm going to do Y and, Mm -hmm. and marketing is massive running a business is massive i highly recommend investing in like a course or two on instagram or anything that you don't understand but again you also don't have to be every what thing to everyone right like just you don't have to like just get your numbers down i mean i've really i i mean i barely post on instagram and I just I use it for awareness. And then when I remember, and I was good when I had somebody that was posting for me. But you know where <laughs> like, your clients come from now. And yeah. you know, you don't have to do that at this point. Yeah. It's all about knowing, like, we've had so many people come on here and say, you have to do, you have to, you have to figure out the marketing channels that mm-hmm. work for where your clients are. Your clients might not be on Instagram. Like you said, your clients are now return clients. So it's really, how do you maintain that relationship? How do you get them coming right. back? Every, yeah. That's, and maybe that's more email marketing. Maybe that's sending yeah. a client gift every year or whatever it You're is. Friending them on Facebook. So exactly. they feel like a friend, you know, exactly. it's, like, it's, it's a little thing of like, you know, and headshot branding is probably more LinkedIn, you know, versus Twitter. It's like, exactly. if, if you like the channel, you will be successful at it, right? If and I, but if you hate LinkedIn, but you're a headshot photographer and you're not really good on Google, <laughs> you, you're gonna have to sort of learn it or get somebody right. else to do it. Right? Why do you hate? Do you hate LinkedIn? Do I? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I I actually a lot of my clients are more on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but I also do a lot of, I'm a word of mouth referrals. So maintaining like networking relationships, that's really, really important to my business. Um, but yes, I will say that if I leveraged LinkedIn a little bit more, that would probably benefit my business. Cause I do believe that a lot of my higher end coaching clients, a lot of my clients are in the coaching realm use LinkedIn. So, um, okay. So I think to tie all this back, um, you know, to sort of put it in a nice little bow, what would you say for those who aren't ready to go full time? What can they do to get to that point? Um, Other than if there's nothing that we haven't covered yet, um, you know, if someone's listening to this, how can they, how can they 
like maybe they are ready, but they're just terrified. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people yeah. out there like that. Yeah. And if you're ready and you're terrified, I mean, I think ready is very subjective to the person. So I can't tell you if you're ready. You have to know financially. Do you have a backup? You know, do you have savings? Like, I will say, I, when I went full time, it was a little bit too impulsive. Uh, I was pissed off. Practice what you preach, not what you do, I guess. Exactly. I was like, I am listing my apartment for rent and I am off. I'm moving to New York. And it was, I mean, obviously I had sort of built my website then, but like I was also in a different, I had no client base, nothing. Do not recommend it. Um, Well, I mean, maybe your risks were minimal, right? Like, I don't know where you were with like having a family or like maybe, yeah, maybe your responsibility, like it's, it's different than when you're, you know, 21 years old and your responsibilities maybe are a lot less than someone who has a full family and mortgage and all the things. Yeah, I had a mortgage. I had a mortgage and I, I, thank you, you're making me feel younger, but like, this was not like twenties I was doing (laughs) this. Um, But I think the, I think if I would reflect back i would have definitely have a website have some form of clientele or know i would definitely know where your clients are if you're saying i have no idea how to find clients i have no brand web presence i have nothing don't go full time work on that get your website together get your you know brand presence know your client know where they come from and they know that the only thing that is holding you back is a little bit of like time right so you can find, you know, but also try and build those brand advocates as soon as you can. You have no idea where they're coming from, but you will. I have one client. She didn't speak really hardly any on the shoot, but she recommended me like crazy. She recommends me all the time. I was like, I would have never have guessed. <laughs> so um, I would say. Always the quiet ones. Yeah. If you're a photographer, mm. your work's good enough already, right? You just need to get your business out. Hat on. So, I love it. So that's. You've given us so much to think about. Well, you kind of mentioned this at the beginning, but um, Pixello is kind of your baby at the at right now. You, we were talking about how you kind of go through different iterations earlier before <laughs> you jumped on. Um, but where can people find out more about you as well as Pixello and if they're interested in signing up? So um, my website is janegoodrich.com and I do mentoring for primarily photographers, but I have done small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, but the if you're a photographer and you're interested in making your life easier and learning um, about Pixello, head to Pixello, which is P-I-C-S-E-L-L-O dot com. And yeah, we have a lot of help on the business side of it as well, of like business mastermind with our annual plan and just to help you make sure that you're not going down the wrong path. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Perfect. That's amazing. Well, this has you. been a great conversation. Super mm-hmm. informative. I think for photographers and and other entrepreneurs alike. Yeah. And also, you know, the one thing that I will say is not related to this is you, and maybe it is, you're always as a creative or content creator, you're always going to think, oh, my work's not good enough or I have imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go away. 14 years, I still think my work sucks so um <laughs> just know that same um, same yeah, you know it, it, that's just, it all hope is gone for me right now guys no you know what 
I but then there's days where I'm like, that. I crushed it. I crushed it. It looks fantastic. Mm. And you're on a high. And may- I don't know, maybe because we're women, maybe it has something to do with cycle. I don't know. Totally. There's highs and lows. <laughs> I think it's to do with the um, the right, wherever our creative brain is. But I think also it pushes you to always never settle. And so I always know that like, I just, I'm, I'm like, go away brain, stop thinking that. And then it goes away. But at least I know, like, I mean, there's photographers I've spoke to that have been doing this for 30, 40 years say that they still don't like their work. And you're like, you're the best in the world and you still have it. So just know it. I think once you know that it's, you know, not going to go away then you'll be okay. And then unfollow people that actually don't inspire you. If they're, if you're following someone and every time you look at their work or you're, feeling bad about yourself just don't follow them mm. they're not inspiring you just don't follow them mm. that's, that's a good point yeah message I like that. for the day <laughs> i like it well jane thank you so much for coming on the show we really appreciate it thanks kate and thanks jesse thank you so being a photographer and jane being a photographer as well a lot of this hit home for me and just sort of my journey and while i had sort of a different start to my business. I, you know, went back to grad school. I didn't really have a job that I was quitting per se because I had already quit my job to go back to grad school, which then left me time to build my photography business as I was freelancing and other work. Anyways, my my sort of rear view vision is, you know, 2020, you know, always looking back. But I think she made a lot of really good points. So one that stuck out for me the most is really understanding your business expenses to effectively and efficiently run a a business Mm -hmm. while you still have a full-time job because you're starting to understand, okay, it's going to take, you know, $500 a month to run my business, or maybe it's, you know, $1,000 a month, or maybe it's $2,000 a month. Do you have a studio? Do you have this? Like, you know, business insurance, all the things like your website, your whatever monthly email list, whatever, you start to gain that that understanding and what at a minimum you would need to make should you take this full time. So all these all these things that she was talking about that you need should be with the mindset that it is a full-time business, even though you're not doing it full-time yet, but you start to gain an understanding of what it takes to run this business full-time. No, I totally agree. And as I, as I said in the, during the, sh- the, the interview, I really wish I had heard some of these pieces of advice before I decided to jump ship as it were and uh, head off full-time into entrepreneur, creative entrepreneurship. Um, but I think what really struck a chord with me is is the pricing situation as well as, you know, making sure you have your systems in place. And I think that, um, you know, Jesse, when we put this podcast together, we really created a great system, uh, just emails and and the podcast booking form and all that kind of stuff, um, which was a lot of your influence. So having that, that frog again, um, having those things in place, having a system in place, uh, that's something I'm definitely going to work on in my business going forward, because it's something I didn't even consider as Mm -hmm. being a big part of it. So always a great conversation. If I don't, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. You can follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. And just like Jesse said at the beginning of the show, review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. I'm Kane Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at Fashionably Kate and Co. 
And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Make sure to tune in next time for another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. And until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating. Mm-hmm.